Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. You saw the game. You may have been at the game. You're feeling it. Mafia, Eagle fan, where are you? If not today, then when? one 800-636-8686. Start dialing. We are wide open until the middle of the program. No interviews and nothing else. I'm leading with those two things. 1-800-636-8686. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, go ahead. I would prefer a phone call, but if you want to hit me up on Twitter, do it at Jim Rome. And yes, I'm still taking emails. Rome, R-O-M-E, at habitake.com. So the interviews are as follows coming up at 1040. Sam Burns, PGA Tour golfer. He's had a big year, really big year. So we'll have that in the middle of hour number two. Coming up in the final segment, there you go. Phone lines ringing now. That's what I like to see. Now all you have to do is be good enough to get on the air. Remember, just calling does not get you on the air. I need you to come strong. I need you to make it better. Either make it better or make it so much worse. Whatever you do, don't bring me a C. Give me an A, give me an F. Make it better or make it so much worse. And then you'll get on the air. Also today, one of the heroes of Arizona's comeback on Vegas, Byron Murphy Jr. He finished that game with that scoop and house job. In OT. So Sam Burns and Byron Murphy Jr., those are my two guests. You've got your telephone number. You've got to get through Tommy the EP and get up on the air. All right, let's do it. Bill's Mafia. I mean, yo, Mafia. Holy crap. Yo, Buffalo. Yo. Let's go, Buffalo. How good is this? Seriously, has it ever been better than this? And if so, when? In case it's not incredibly obvious to everybody by now, the Buffalo Bills are a freaking juggernaut. The Super Bowl favorites are an air show. They're a can of the proverbial whoop-ass. The quarterback is a freak, a dog. They're hungry as hell. They're officially off to one of the most impressive 2-0 starts I've ever seen. Buffalo has not just curb stomped two teams by a combined score of 72-17 to start the year. Those two teams were the defending champs and the reigning AFC number one seed. You know what they say, good teams win, great teams cover, and freaking juggernauts make everybody else look like straight garbage, no matter who you are. And right now, If you are going to line up opposite of the Bills, you probably are going to end up looking like complete ass. Serial ass. This is what the Bills did to future Colts quarterback Ryan Tannehill last night. 11 to 20, 117 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. And then they knocked him the hell out of the game with three minutes left in the third quarter. Tannehill moving from left to right, looking to throw. Passes intercepted by Matt Milano along the numbers of the near side. Inside the 20, the 15, the 10, into the end zone. A pick six for 39 yards. It's all Buffalo Bills. They lead it 40 to 7 here in the third quarter. Westwood won on that call. I mean, that was it. Tannehill was on his back and asleep on the canvas after that. 
And that game was already over long before that. And suddenly the rookie, Malik Willis, was under center just seven quarters into the Titans season. Definitely not the way that anybody in Tennessee drew that up. But then again, nobody in Tennessee expected to lose to the Giants and then get their skulls caved in on Monday Night Football by the Bills. But that doesn't mean the last night was surprising because it wasn't at all. Buffalo is on another level. I'll be honest. I was doing a little Monday chasing. I had already hit them. The number was already 10. I hit them again. I hit them again before the game. And the big head said, oh, Oh, hope that's an omen, boss. I said, it probably is. And if I'm doing it, it may not be the right thing. It was the right thing, and it felt good. It felt good. They're on another level. They're not just playing like these Super Bowl favorites. They are playing like the overwhelming Super Bowl favorites. And the quarterback is not just a freak. He's a freak with a freakish connection with one Stefan bleeping Diggs. That's right. I am not burying the lead here. I'm just saving the best for last. And the best connection in the NFL right now is Allen to Diggs. These two dudes are insane. I mean, incredible. The connection was even more productive last night than the entire Titans receiving core. Titans receivers went for 11 and 123 collectively, combined. All of them combined. All the receivers for Tennessee, 11 receptions, 123 yards. My man Diggs popped off for 12 and 148 by himself. He hit the end zone, not once, not twice, but three times. Allen running to his left, sets up and throws to his right, pass is complete. Diggs is open in the end zone, touchdown Bills. Throws to the end zone, he's got Diggs, diving catch, touchdown Bills. 46 yards to Stephon Diggs. Allen zips it to Diggs on a slant. And it's a touchdown. Buffalo, his third of the night. It's 33-7 Buffalo. I mean, this dude right now is just unstoppable. He's unguardable. There's nothing you can do about him. Last night, he became the first player since my main dude, Steve Smith, to start a season with 250-plus receiving yards and four TDs in the first two games of the season. And how is this guy doing this? How is this guy even better now than he's ever been? What's going on? How is this happening? Josh Allen had a very simple answer to that question, answer being, he's Stephon Diggs. He is what he is. It's Stephon Diggs. You know, we... we, we... We know he is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, you know, receiver in the game right now. And I trust him implicitly. I love that guy. He works his tail off. And... It's pretty hard to dispute that. That, quote, implicit trust is the key here. Earlier this month, Diggs was in the jungle describing how he built that trust and that next-level chemistry with his freak show quarterback. I feel like it's good. I feel like it's something that we had to work at, something we had to build off of. It hasn't been easy at all, in no means, but it's definitely been a process that I've been by, like, his success and his growth as a player and just kind of, like, trying to keep that good thing going. Uh, all I want to do is continue to get better, so it's a constant effort for me and the people around me to just kind of keep making him the best quarterback he can be. When you look at his game and what he brings to it, you know, tangibly, physically, and even just kind of his grit and his heart, when you look at him and his game, what do you admire most about it? He's a dog. 
that's what I'm on first. He's a dog. As a quarterback, and you got a dog at the helm, a guy that's running the show, a guy that's putting in the time, a guy that's giving it everything he's got, it's easy for me to want to run through a wall for my quarterback. It's easy for me to say, man, I need to be on my job. I need to be doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. So that's why. That was Diggs on this show recently, so now you see why you've got that connection. You have two two guys who are better at their jobs than arguably anybody right now in the league, and they're connected. That is dangerous. That is really dangerous. But as money as Allen to Diggs was last night, the Titans were just the opposite. Last night was a brutal night for Tennessee. And to be clear, you know this. If you know anything about the program and you know anything about me, this is a big, big Tennessee Titans house. Always has been. This is a big, big Mike Vrabel house. Always has been. I believe in them. I believe in him. I still believe in them, and I still believe in him. However, losing to the G-men and then getting cold-cocked by the Bills with the entire nation watching is not a good look. And by not a good look, I mean a pretty terrible look. You know, I thought Derrick Henry also, when you saw him warming up and you saw the way he looked and the energy he was throwing off, I thought, you know what, this guy might be back. Officially, officially back. Then what happens? 13 carries, 25 yards. That does not exactly inspire confidence. In fact, it does the opposite. Tennessee was pretty revolting last night. Speaking of revolting, why don't we get into a few more revolting things from last night? The play on the field from the Titans, pretty revolting. But maybe not as revolting as what happened on the MNF broadcast. And listen, I am only playing the following clip once. And I'm only doing it for two reasons. Number one, because I know you clones. And I know you better than you know yourselves. And I know you clones will email me and tweet this at me all morning. In fact, all week. In fact, all year. In fact, until they put me in the ground. I know you. I know what you do. The same might be said for the big head, James Kelly. I know him. I know what he's about. And I know that the big head is not going to stop asking for it either because he is essentially just a clone, a paid clone, a clone on my staff. And if you know anything about that big head, you know flatulence is effectively his entire brand. Well, not entirely. He's known for his obsession with that, like any fifth grader. And with murdering the English language. He's known for those two things. So why don't we just get this out of the way, right off the jump, and be done with it? Yes, Dan Orlovsky appeared to go all Wendy Williams with it last night. And no, I do not want to say anything more about it than that. Now, the big... The big big change is the commitment to... There you go. There you go. I've done it. There you go, head. Hope you're happy. There you go, clones. Hope you're happy. Just all of you need to know, I'm not. I'm not, and I know the suits who scratch our checks, head, you and me, they're not either. But as long as you're happy, James Kelly, hell, you know what? If we're going to do the sneeze fart, I guess we may as well just play the burp fart. You know, like Vaughn himself said, F it, burn it all. I apologize, I apologize. Bruh, f*** it, burn it all. 
<laughs> Straight up. Nothing makes me happier than that sound. That is Shopify's new sales sound. It is incredible. The sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. I mean, how many reasons are there to love Shopify? How about this? Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources that were once reserved for big business only. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. You know this if you own a business. Scaling that business is a journey of endless possibility. I know this. I feel like I own a small business, this podcast. I know where we started. I know where we are right now. And I know where I still want to go. Success is a million milestones on a forever evolving path. And nobody understands that better than Shopify. I love, for instance, how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. And like mine, Shopify powers over millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. What you want to do is go to shopify.com slash roam all lowercase r-o-m-e for a free 14-day trial to get full access to shopify's entire suite of features grow your business with shopify today go to shopify.com slash r-o-m-e all lowercase and do it right now shopify.com slash rome bruh we just did the thing is as much as i hate it it is kind of fitting because that sums up the Titans' performance last night and the Heads' performance against the spread this week. Hey, Mafia, I don't care how hungover you are right now. I don't care if you're still drunk from last night right now. Get up in here. Tell me how the hell you're living, because from where I'm sitting, I don't see how it gets any better than this. Oh, and there's more. You want to talk about revolting. As far as revolting, as far as seeing, but seeing and being unable to unsee something, did you check out, I'm going to stop right now, I I interrupt, breaking news, James Kelly is in. James Kelly, who has worked on this show for more than 10 years, just hit me with, and I quote, best open in years. As I said, James, I'm glad you're having fun. Do I look like I'm having fun? Because I'm not. All right, so in addition to that being revolting, and in terms of seeing something you can never unsee, Bill's Mafia, nobody is more amazed and mesmerized by your act than me. But the best thing of all is that you bring new things to the act or parts of the act that I have not seen before. Things like this. Riddle me this, Mafia. Showering a dude in ketchup and mustard. Is this a new thing? Or has this always been a thing? If you're watching on CBS Sports Network, it's insane. Look at that dude. Look at him. There's a dude out there in a white tee getting absolutely showered and doused with ketchup and mustard. Like, we all know about the table slams. We all know about the dongas on the field. 
But what's hosing a guy off in Heinz and French's got to do with anything at all? Again, if you didn't see that, let me just paint the picture for you really quickly. Like they painted him with condiments. You got a Bills fan in a plain white tee just standing there. And you have all these other Bills fans on top of a van just spraying this cat with ketchup and mustard. Like emptying the bottle on this guy. And I don't mean like, you know, you step on a little ketchup packet and it squirts out and hits a guy in the leg. That's always funny. I mean, full-on dowsing this guy. It's like that old horror movie, Carrie. Hate to date myself, but remember that? Instead of the prom queen dripping in blood, where buckets of blood came out of the rafters, it's a Bills fan in a mixture of red and yellow. Buckets of ketchup, buckets of mustard, freaking gross. Revolting. Like, I wonder if Josh Allen's in the huddle. If Josh Allen is in the huddle saying, yo, 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 everybody, shut up. Let's do this. Let's do this. You know, not just for Jim Kelly and Marv Levy and all the others, Cornelius, Andre Reed. Not for all these guys. Not even just for the city of Buffalo. But for that dude drenched in condiments. What, you guys couldn't just drop a vat of relish over this guy's head? Some ranch? I can't wait for the next tailgate. Let me ask you this. I mean, for, hey, dude, whoever you are, legend, props. But I have to ask you, it's amazing in the moment, but did you then have a plan for after the fact? What was the plan for later on? What do you do then? Are you going to walk around and go find a gigantic hot dog bun to lie down in? Did you bring a change of clothes? Did you bring a change of clothes or did you just kind of walk out and wait for somebody to hit you with a garden hose? Or do you man up and you just kind of wash it off in the stadium head? Or are you not a real member of the Bills Mafia unless you just walk it off and go right to your seat and rock it like a badge of honor and then talk junk to the Titans while you're crusted in mustard and ketchup. And why stop there? Why not roll into the office the next day in the same exact fit so all your coworkers know you're the guy. You're the guy. And then coworkers can run up on you and dip their french fries on you. Mafia is the best. My man is a human condiment. Yo, 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 condiment guy, stop moving. Let me dip my pretzel in your hair. What, dude? I'm not looking for you to have a chip on your shoulder, but where's the nacho cheese on your shoulder? So I've got a question for you guys. Do you feel like your antiperspirant keeps you dry all day long? Well, Dove Men Plus Care Dry Spray has an instantly drying antiperspirant formula that can help give you a cleaner feel and offers 48-hour sweat and odor protection. I said 48 hours. Generally, if something seems too good to be true, it is, but not in this case. Dove Men Dry Spray feels light and clean on your skin, and it's quick and it's easy to use, especially when you're on the move. 
Also, Dove Men Dry Spray contains Dove's unique one-quarter moisturizing cream that helps to protect your skin. It leaves your skin feeling comfortable, and it does protect it. You want that. You need that. Try Dove Men Dry Spray. Goes on dry, clean feel all day. We are joined by Sam Burns. Sam, it's great to have you on. How are you? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it. I appreciate that, Sam, but looking forward to it myself. So you earned your first President's Cup invite. How much does that mean to you, and how fired up are you to tee it up at Quail Hollow this weekend? Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, obviously, you know, I think we have a great team. Um, it's definitely one of my biggest goals coming to this year was try to make this President's Cup team. And uh, I think it's going to be an awesome week. We're going to have a ton of support here at Quail Hollow in Charlotte, and uh, just really looking forward to the week to start. I think you just nailed it. I want to talk to you about the team in a minute, which you referenced, but you yourself are having an enormous year. And as you point out, this was one of your goals. You checked that box off. How are you hitting them right now, and how do you feel about your game heading into this weekend? Yeah, everything feels great. Uh, I had some, a good prep at home the last couple of weeks, having the last couple of weeks off, so it's nice to be there. And then uh, to show up here at Coil Hollow, the golf course is in perfect condition, as expected. Uh, greens are nice and fast. And the golf course will be playing long this week, so – I think it'll be a uh, great test for us. Sam Burns joining us right now. Sam, you're having a year where you've got three wins in the last 11 months alone. What's been the biggest difference for you personally, maybe the biggest reason why you're having the year you're having? Yeah, I think, you know, going back to last year, to, to start the year, I've been close to winning a couple of times, and then, you know, finally being able to get it done at Valspar. Um, I think it kind of propelled me into this year, you know, having the confidence to know that, down the stretch, I was able to get it done there and um, kind of leaning back on that experience and uh, building off of that uh, definitely helped. And then I think, the, you know, the work we put in in the offseason this past year and kind of throughout this year, um, just continuing to work on the same things and trying to find, you know, little areas to improve uh, is kind of the main, main thing we did. Sam Burns joining us. Obviously, the format's different, and you get to play with the guys. In fact, what about that? How anxious are you to get with the other fellas instead of trying to beat each other's brains in week in and yeah. week out the way you normally do? Yeah, right. I think it's uh, it's obviously unique in the sense that you know most of the year, pretty much the whole year, we're playing individual golf amongst these pretty much the same group uh, or a lot of the same players that are here, and so you know it's cool to be on the same team as them. Um, you know, be able to partner up with them and play against the international team. So I think it's going to be an awesome week. I think it's going to be uh, really fun. We're going to have, you know, like I said, great support here in, in Charlotte. And uh, I'm just looking forward to, uh, to getting the week going. Sam Burns joining us. Sam, speaking of a team format, you come from a sports family. Your father and your brother played college football at Louisiana Tech. You yourself yeah. played football growing up as well. So ultimately, how did you end up with a golf club in your hands as opposed to a football? Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, you know, I always, I always thought I was going to be an NFL player um, and then quickly realized that that probably wasn't going to happen. Uh, but also, you know, growing up, I played a good bit of golf and, and got involved at a fairly young age and kind of fell in the love, fell in love with the game, uh, you know, as a kid. And, um, you know, I grew up with a lot of great players and grew up, you know, around David Tom. So I got to learn a lot from him. So that was, that was huge for me. Uh, and then, you know, I kind of progressing through high school and college um, and having the opportunity to, to play professionally was always a dream of mine. And so you know, now to be on the, the President's Cup is uh, it's a huge honor for me. Sam, obviously you're obviously a really good athlete and you're known on tour as being one of the more competitive guys. You mentioned David Toms and how much you learned from him. Like what were your biggest takeaways from the time you spent with him growing up? Yeah, I think, you know, the biggest thing with David, um, 
is she was so willing to to share information uh, and still is to this day. I actually called him a couple weeks ago to ask him about a couple of things, but I think you know him, you know, willing to share and, and teach me and you know any question I have, he's still open to answer and whether it's golf or you know handling life on the PGA Tour, uh, just being able to learn from one of the best to ever play uh, it has been it's been so huge for me in my career so far. So what's the most challenging thing about life? You mentioned it, life on the PGA Tour. Is it what happens on the course or what happens off the course? Yeah, it's, it's funny. I think, you know, you almost live kind of two different lives because, you know, you, you're, you're out on the road so much and you kind of build community with people out here. And then also you have, you know, your community at home and you try to keep up with them. So it's, I think it's trying to balance those the best way you can. And, and we try to make sure whenever we're home, to spend time with friends and family and see them as much as we can. Um, and then try to make life on the road as, as simple as possible. Um, so it's definitely something we're, we're trying to get better at and continue to learn and improve on, but uh, it, it's been a blast so far. I get that. Sam Burns joining me for a few more moments. You've got the President's Cup taking place this week at Quail Hollow Club in Charlotte, North Carolina. Sam, I understand that you don't play this thing on paper, but on paper it looks pretty one-sided in the sense that you've got all 12 U.S. players who are in the top 25 in the world rankings. The Americans generally have dominated this event. I would ask you this. How confident are you in this group overall? Well, I think uh, the international team has heard for a while that they're the underdogs and that no one really has given them a chance to win. So I think they're going to come out with a a little fire underneath them and and give us, you know, their best each and every match. And so, you know, I know that we're going to have to go out there and compete really hard and and give it ours. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's going to come down to the team that um, can kind of win the the really important holes out here and ultimately, uh, you know, win the President's Cup. Sam, share this story before you go. Back in 2018, when you were a PGA Tour rookie, you were paired with Tiger Woods at the Honda Classic in Florida. You had never played with or even met Tiger before. You shoot 68, two shots better than Tiger. Tiger had a lot of positive things to say about you afterwards. He told the media, among other things, you played, quote, beautifully. What was your takeaway from that experience, and what do you remember most about that day? Oh, yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um you know, obviously growing up, uh, I watched Tiger a ton. I can remember, you know, sitting around and watching endless amount of YouTube videos of him uh, as a kid. And so, you know, to have the opportunity to play with him was just was unbelievable. Um, so I remember, you know, going out there that morning, Sunday morning um, and getting to the golf course, and I was, you know, freaking out the whole time. Uh, so we get out there, and I remember walking to the first tee, and, you know, maybe like two or three people clapped for me, and there was about 5,000 people on the tee, and he walks up, and it sounded like, LSU just scored a touchdown in Tiger Stadium, and it was just people going absolutely crazy. Um, so we, we tee off on the first hole, and you know I'm so nervous, and I'm trying to think of something I could say to him to kind of lighten the mood. And so I kind of put my arm around him about 20 yards off the first tee, and I looked at him. And I said, "Man, it's, it's crazy. All these people came out to watch me play today, isn't it?" And uh, it gave him a good laugh. <laughs> and we had a good laugh about it. And, That's uh, great. Ultimately, I went on to have a great day that day. So That's it was funny. Fun. I love that. That's really funny. You mentioned LSU, Sam. Yeah. So since you did before that, let me get your thoughts. You played. You played there. You played really well there. How are you feeling about the LSU family and that football team this year? Yeah, you know what? Um, first game was tough. Uh, we just couldn't get, really gain much traction. Um, but I think you know, if you look at Brian Kelly and his track record everywhere he's been, he's won. Um, I think he's a great coach. I think. Uh, you know, it's just going to be a little bit of a transition, um, you know, from, from where he was to LSU and uh, kind of getting everybody on board and squared away. But, you know, I think 
I think he's going to do a great job. I think uh, we'll just give him a little bit of time and kind of get everything settled, and um, we'll see what happens. But I, uh, I believe in him 100%. All right, so this is not, I want to be very clear about this. Last thought, this is not a condition of the interview, but I want to ask you about this. You've been involved with Compassion International's Fill the Stadium initiative. It provides food and medical care and support for kids around the world impacted by COVID-19-related shutdowns. It's backed by many pro athletes. Why is this particular cause so important to you? Well, I think, you know, for starters, when you think of, um, you know, kids and uh, you know, not them not knowing where their next meal is coming from, or um, you know, having just so many, so much adversity in their lives at a young age. Um, you know, for us to partner with them and so many other people just to help in, in any type of small way that we can, um, I think it's great. I think what Compassion does is unbelievable. Uh, they've had such an impact on so many people and their families and kids, and uh, I, I, we just we support them 100. percent Good for you. I like it. He's a four-time winner on the PGA. He is ranked number 12 in the world and a first-time President's Cup player. Once again, the President's Cup is taking place this week at Quail Hollow Club in Charlotte, North Carolina. Sam Burns joining us. Sam, really appreciate the time. Good luck. Have a great weekend. Hope you and I can do it again soon. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? I always am. Listen, this time, don't make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And it goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach, anywhere at all. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Oh, Trapper, what's your beef? I mean, coming into 2022, it seems to me you could argue that no other players were facing bigger make-or-break seasons for themselves and for the respective teams than a couple of former Alabama teammates, Tua and Jalen Hurts. Well, two games in... Both former Tide quarterbacks are taking turns, taking a two-by-four to the heads of everybody who was hating on them and doubting their abilities. I mean, no joke. One day after Tua came up with a comeback for the ages in Baltimore, the man that he replaced as a starter in Tuscaloosa balled the hell out on Monday Night Football. So a question for all the non-believers now, where the hell are you? I gave Tua his props yesterday, and you're damn straight. I'm going to give Jalen his right now because this dude was lit at the link in prime time. Is it me, or has he already, just two games in, flushed all the questions about his ability to be a franchise quarterback and moved on? You take your deuce. You don't, you don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. We're going to flush it and move on. Has he not already done that with all the questions about him? Because this dude looked downright unstoppable right out of the gates last night. He hit five receivers on five for five passing, and he finished the drive off with this run. Fake by Hertz who runs over the guard, plows in on the hash mark. It's a touchdown on the first and goal for the Eagles. Touchdown run by Hertz. A masterful drive, a three-yard touchdown run, and Philadelphia is on top. That, of course, is Westwood 1, and that was just the start. That was just the beginning. Hurts 
used his entire skill set of throwing, running, and imposing his will. Everything he had against Minnesota. A Minnesota defense, by the way, that had shut down the two-time reigning MVP Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay the week before. On the first play of the second quarter, Hurts found Jalen Rager. Just kidding, Eagle fan. You like that? You like that joke? (laughs) Sorry, I had to go there. No, no, that's not who he found. He found Kez Watkins, though, for a 53-yard TD and a 14-0 lead. Fakes the handoff, drops back five, winds up, long pass, down the middle, he's got the receiver, that's a touchdown! Kez Watkins, bringing over the shoulder, catch at the five, takes it in for six, and a 53-yard touchdown pass by Eagle quarterback Jalen Hurts to Kez Watkins. And the Eagles have gone up 13 nothing early second quarter. Jalen Hurts had it going all. He had it all going on last night. In fact, he's had it all going on the first couple of weeks. Listen, again, to the point. Watching him play in his first few seasons in the league, there were people asking whether or not he could beat people on Sundays with his arm. In fact, I was one of those people. And I wasn't hating or here to root against the guy, but I had questions. I think it was a legitimate question to ask. Can he beat you consistently with his arm? Again, there were never any questions about his commitment or his character or what an amazing teammate he was or the guy's work ethic or how badly he wanted it or his ability to lead. His intangibles were always off the charts. But could he beat NFL teams and NFL defenses consistently with that arm? That to me was the question, and that to me was a fair question. Hell, you got to think that the organization itself had the very same question. Why do you think Howie Roseman stockpiled all those number one picks? Because he knows he's a quarterback away from ripping another Lombardi because that roster is stacked. And if Jalen Hurts is not that guy, then Howie's got the ammo to go get that guy. Well, the funny thing about Jalen Hurts is adversity is his bitch. It always has been. I mean, I'm as impressed with this guy's ability to overcome as almost anybody. That's just what he does. Remember, he was the starting quarterback at Alabama in two seasons as the guy at the school. He lost a combined two games. And in his second season as starter, he threw 17 TDs to just one pick. And then got replaced by Tua, of course. But it wasn't just that. It was the way he handled that benching. The way he handled no longer being the guy. Off the charts. You know what I mean? Like grace, humility. That could not have been an easy thing. It's never an easy thing. Not being the guy after being the guy. But the guy never became the other guy. The wet blanket. You know, the guy who became toxic. The guy who couldn't keep it to himself. This guy actually stayed around for another entire season before he transferred to Oklahoma and never once made it about himself. Never once, you know, for all intents and purposes or appearances, brought anybody down. Who else does that? Who could do that? Especially in today's world. In fact, in today's world, 99.9% are on the first bus out of Tuscaloosa. But not this guy. All he did is what he did this past offseason, apparently. What he does every offseason. And that's go to work on himself. Go to work on his game. 
Now, the kid's always had that it. And now he's showing the world once again that development, development is important. And he's also showing the world you should never, ever tap the hell out on Jalen Hurts. And again, I know it's only two games. I know it's only two games, so I'm going to keep that in perspective. But here's what this guy has shown in those two games, and even more importantly, last night on a really big stage. Really big stage. He had not been that good in the pocket as a passer in the NFL previously. Well, if we're being fair, not only had he not been that good, he had been below not that good. Below not good. But that was then, and this is now, and apparently no one told Minnesota because the Vikings dared him to beat them, and he did. They zoned him up like most teams had, and he beat that too. He was making deep throws, timing throws, throws with touch. In other words, he was making pretty much every throw. So what I'm saying is, haters, I mean, give this guy some bleeping credit for real. For real. Last night, he threw for 333 yards. He threw that touchdown pass. He ran for two more in that beatdown of the Vikings. And get this, look who leads the league in yards per pass attempt. Look who is 10th in the NFL in rushing. Like, I'm not sure if you know this or not, clones, but I'm kind of big now into this gambling thing. I actually have a gambling podcast. It's called Jim Rome's Big Head Bets. You know, I'm a little biased, but I would tell you it's a damn good listen. It's a damn good listen. Sometimes I think it's better than this show. Yeah, I said it. That good. That good. That good and so good, you should check it out. And you know what? If you don't mind, can you give it five stars? But anyways, gambling. So this AM, I start thinking, man, Jalen Hurts is not only looking like the Eagles franchise quarterback, and yes, I said that. Not only is he looking like that, this dude's putting up MVP-type numbers suddenly. So I fired up my DraftKings app, and what do you know? Dude is now the third bleeping choice to win the MVP award at plus 800. Jalen Hurts, a guy that there were all these questions about, is suddenly now third to win the MVP award on DraftKings app behind only Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes? He's ahead of Justin Herbert right now. Jalen Hurts is ahead of Justin Herbert. He's ahead of Lamar. He's ahead of the guy who replaced him as starting quarterback at Alabama, Tua. I mean, I know, only two games, but an amazing story. The only person who may have proven his doubters even more wrong at this point could be Hurts' head coach, Nick Sirianni. Remember how incredibly awkward Awkward. and weird this guy was when they hired him. And that was one of those cases where weird was not good. Weird was awkward. Weird was weird. No disrespect, coach. Actually, yes. Disrespect intended, coach. You were awkward in the beginning. Awkward. However, outside of Coach Ritt, Hackett in Denver. I'm not sure anybody ever has appeared to be more in over their head from this guy in the beginning. Remember old Rock P? 
paper, scissors, Nick. Rock, Remember paper, this guy? Scissors. Let's see how competitive you are. This guy literally was having players rock, paper, scissors it to measure their competitive drive. Rock, paper, scissors. Let's see how competitive you are. And we killed this guy for it. We put him on the clock. And what do you know? It worked, Nick. Apologies, my man. Apologies to you. I am sorry. Less thinking does equal talent takeover. In fact, that's going to be my new saying. Less thinking equals talent takeover. Less thinking equals talent takeover. Man, put that on a poster and hang that up on a wall. Hell yes, coach. I am sorry it worked. Because look at you right now. Your team looks Super Bowl legit. Your quarterback looks like a franchise guy and a viable MVP candidate. You know what? Less thinking does equal talent takeover. Less thinking equals talent takeover. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Let's see how Rock, competitive you are. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Let me tell you something. Those stiffs on the other side of the glass, fellas, we're doing this all day now. The XR4TI, we're doing this Rock, all paper, day now. Scissors. And remember, Rit, less thinking equals talent takeover. You should know that. equals talent takeover. Hey, just don't go and bleep the bed in D.C. That's all I'm asking. Philly, 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 Philly. After all of this hype and all this respect and love I just poured all over you, do not go and bleep the bed in the district and lose to the guy of all guys that you got rid of for Jalen. Because if you do, if you lose to Carson Wentz after all of this hype and as great as you look last night, if you do, we will all be flushing all that credit, all that respect, and all that love we just gave you right down the toilet and moving on to questioning you all once again like we were before. We're going to flush it and move on. Hey, Eagle fan, how great is it to think you can now use that stockpile of number ones on something other than a QB? Man, that's got to feel great. You know, maybe even you can select another Rager over Justin Jefferson again. Oh, I can't wait to get to this. Let me talk to you for a minute about the Conair Turbo Extreme Steam Steam and Iron 2-in-1. Or as I like to refer to it as the Conair Turbo Extreme Steam. I love this product so much. It is the most powerful handheld steamer I have ever seen. What that means is you get fast and easy wrinkle removal. Look, I want to look sharp. I want to look buttoned up. I hate wrinkles. But I no longer have to worry about that because of the extra large sole plate, which can be used in vertical or horizontal action. It also works without steam is a dry iron. I'm talking serious technology. Advanced heat technology is ready almost instantly, and it obliterates wrinkles with turbocharged dry steam. Four settings for delicate to turbo is perfect for all fabrics, and it kills 99.9% .9 of bacteria, and it sanitizes around the house, and it refreshes clothing. It is easy to use. It is great for at home or on the go. To get yours today, go to Amazon and search Conair Turbo Extreme Steam and look for the steam and iron two-in-one. Jerry in Philly, you are first. Jerry, what's going on? How are you? Good, good. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Man, thanks for taking my call. Love it. Hey, I, I, we all... We all have been doubting Jalen Hurts, not me, but lots of people have. And 
that was that, that did not surprise me at all last night. What surprised me, what I my biggest take from last night was Darius Slay the Dragon, and the dragon we know who he was, Justin Jefferson. Six catches for under fifty. If Slay can do that to Diggs and the Bills Mafia, get ready, order your ribeyes, slice them real thin, fry up them onions, slop on that freaking cheese whiz, sit back and savor that sandwich as the Eagles are ready to soar. My man, Rakim, I love Eagle fan. That is so good. If Philadelphia being good is good for the NFL, if Eagle fan being either ecstatic or furious is good for the NFL, Eagle fan being ecstatic or, or furious is great for this show. I love it. I love Philly getting up in here. Let's quickly go to New England. I like that too. Matt in New England. What's going on, Matt? How are you? Good, Jim. How you doing? Great, dude. Great. Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller. And uh, I've been a Patriots fan since I was a young kid back in the uh, early 70s. And I always like a winner. Um, as I say, I'm a Brady fan. And, but, you know, when competition, I, good football is always good to watch. And what I watched last night uh, with Buffalo was off the charts. And Josh Allen, he doesn't have a cannon. He's got a, he's got a howitzer. This guy, this guy could thread the needle. The the speed that Buffalo has is. I saw a little bit of that in Miami when they played New England. Just the whole the, the tempo of the game with Miami was incredible, and what Buffalo did uh, was just off the charts. And they're I think that they're head and, head and toes above everybody else in the league right now. Josh Allen clearly I think is the quarterback right now. Uh, Again, in market. On topic, Rich in Buffalo. What's going on, Rich? How are you? Jim Rome, Richie Bones in Buffalo, New York. Thank you so much, man. I am a longtime listener, over 15 years. My brother. Not a very good call. I hate that. Sometimes I hate the rule. Sometimes I hate the rule. The rule is no self-glossing. Byron Murphy Jr. is my guest. Byron, great to have you on. How are you? I'm doing good, Jim. Happy, happy to be back. Oh, dude, it's great to have you back. So let me ask you, given how hard it is to win in the NFL, I'm guessing every single victory Monday feels great. But when you consider the way you guys came back, Byron, Sunday against the Raiders, how sweet was victory Monday yesterday? Man, that was a really good victory Monday. It felt pretty good, you know. Obviously, going back to the play, very special moment for me. Uh, you know, just a hard battling fight for us as a uh, as a team. Feel like we fought through the whole game, stuck together as a team, and got the dub. So you know, that's the best that's the best feeling in the world to get that W. There you go. I know that you're about the team, but it was a really special moment for you. If you don't mind, can you take us through it one more time? You pick up that loose ball, you house, and you walk it off for the winner in OT. If you could run it back, man, what did you see on? that play and then what did you think when you saw the ball come loose you know once the once the uh once the play was called i just knew you know it was one of the moments you know you had to get to the ball and make a play wherever the ball was i came across the field uh shout out to zay he made the you know made the huge tackle uh made him fumble the ball 
seen the ball, picked it up, everything kind of was blurry, and know I had to get to the end zone. So, you know, just going through that whole play, you know, just had to make that play and get to the end zone to end the game. Byron Murphy Jr. is joining us. You mentioned Isaiah Simmons. Listen, I've got no idea what was going on with him during the week or why he had reduced snaps on Sunday. I don't know. I have no idea. But I know this. He came up huge when the team needed it, jarring the bar loose from Hunter Renfro. What are your thoughts about Simmons and the play he made to set you up to do what you do? Zay's a playmaker, you know. Every single day out here, he's working every single day at practice. You know, he's going for the ball. So that's just Zay, you know. Attacking that ball is the biggest thing, you know, and just a hard worker. You know, Zay just, you know, out there, whenever he's out there, doesn't matter when, he's just going to go out there and do it, uh, give it his all. So for Zay to go out there and make that play and, you know, obviously come uh, with, a, with that type of attitude just to show what type of player he is as well. And just, you know, as a teammate, I just love being around him. Byron Murphy Jr. is joining us. So there was that brief review after the score to ensure that you held the ball after you crossed the goal line. Dude, how concerned were you waiting to find out whether or not that play was going to stand? Oh, I knew it was a touchdown. <laughs> it was a little, it was a little. you know, I should have uh, I should have held that ball all the way back to Arizona, but uh, I knew it was a touchdown. So I had to just end the game like that and then celebrate with my teammates. Dude, you playing with me or did you know? Did you know for a fact you were good? It was all good? I knew for a fact it was good. It looked a little, you know, I, I crossed the line. It looked a little bit, little, a little fishy on the camera view, but I knew I crossed the line. Byron Murphy Jr. is joining us. All right, so luckily that's what happened. Now, you guys, you guys and you specifically did an incredible job on Devontae Adams, limiting him to just two catches, 12 yards, and that one score. So what was the plan coming in for Adams, and what did you do to make it so tough on him? You know, we had a, the biggest thing was just sticking to the uh, game plan and playing my role. You know, whatever coverage I was in, make sure, you know, I finished to my leverage. I just had to finish the whole play. Obviously, playing a good receiver like that, I just had very, you know, high confidence going into that game. Um, great receiver, obviously one of the best in the league. So, you know, that just that mindset I had throughout the whole week was just, you know, go out there and do what I got to do for my teammates. But like I said, great receiver gave me some great work. But, you know, obviously, you know, I had to show everybody that, you know, I think I'm one of the best in this NFL too. You had a huge, huge game there. You know, week one did not go the way you guys had hoped as a team, and then you fall behind in this one 20 nothing. What were guys saying to each other, Byron, at that point? Was there any finger-pointing going on at all? What was the vibe like when you fell behind? Oh, it was definitely no finger pointing. It was everybody just took it under the chin. You know, we we got out week one. We went out there. You know, we lost. We didn't want. Obviously, nobody wants to lose like that. But you know, you got to take it under the chin. Go back to the media room and fix all the details. And throughout the whole week, the biggest thing was just you know fixing those little details that we knew that we had to uh, make. So just to keep everybody's you know heads right, make sure nobody's head was down was the biggest thing. Just come keep staying together and keep working throughout this whole week. And I I feel like as a team, it just showed you know how hard we fought back from that game and then come out with the W. Yeah. I was going to say, not to be redundant, but I was going to ask you about that. Like, what's it say about that group that nobody turned on each other and there was no infighting, even down 20 nothing? What's it say about that group that they fought and found a way to get it done on the road in a hostile environment? You know, that just shows that everybody got heart. Everybody has a desire to win. You know, that's just, just the mindset we have to have, obviously, every single Sunday. Uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, games where things go good, things go bad. When they go bad, you can't point. When they go good, you can't point. You just got to uh, stick together and just, you know, go play by play. And obviously, like I said, sticking through, uh, throughout the whole game with your teammates is the biggest thing you can do. Byron Murphy Jr., one of the heroes on Sunday in that great come-from-behind win. Of course, you're probably not in position to make that play and be a hero if Kyler Murray doesn't start doing Kyler Murray things in the second half. I would imagine at this point this guy does not do anything that surprises you, but what do you make of the way this guy just kept making huge play after huge play, and then how much does everybody else feed off that energy and that swag? 
Man, you just know Kyler's the type of guy. You man, like I said, every single uh, every single week, he's the type of guy. You know, he can make plays on his feet. He can throw. He can do all the above. That's just Kyler. You know, he's a he's an elite athlete. Uh, just you know that dog uh, that dog mentality in him as well kind of feeds off you know the offense and the defense as well. He's a leader on our team, our quarterback. So when you know when somebody like that has that juice and has that energy, that's just gonna help everybody else do the same thing. So I feel like him coming out there doing what he had to do and turning up with us, you know, just helped everybody else out to feed off of. Byron Murphy Jr. joining me for a few more moments. Hey, let me ask you about J.J. Watt. Like, he's on a so-called pitch count, right? But when he's out there, you have to account for this guy every single time, and he's still going to make an impact. Even if he's not out there every single down right now as he's coming back from injury, given who he is and what he's accomplished in that game, how strong of a presence is he both inside the locker room and on the field when he's there? Man, that's a big leadership role that, you know, J.J. carries around his plate as well. J.J. is the type of guy, even though, like you said, if he's not on the field, he's going to make sure all the guys are locked in. Um, obviously, when he's out there, so he was different. It helps us out a lot. Um, but, you know, it's always the next guy got to step up. So that's the type of thing. Uh, and as being a captain for J.J., that's just somebody, somebody else we just feed off all the time as well. You know, he's going to bring that juice every single day. He's going to come to the huddle, talk it up with everyone. So just to have him out there is a big blessing. So I'm just glad to uh, have him back. We're talking to Byron Murphy Jr. for a moment. So next up, you got the defending world champs. No rest for the weary, right? From Devontae Adams to Cooper Cup. Cup is obviously an elite receiver who puts a lot of pressure on opposing defenses. What do you respect most about his game? And then how do you go about taking away what he does best? I respect him a lot. You know, obviously he's one of the best in the NFL as well. Uh, good good uh, receiver. He has all the above, you know, uh, route running. He got speed, all those type of things. So just to come into this game, you know, same thing. Stick with the game plan. Uh, do what we got to do. Obviously try to take him out of the game early. Um, and that's, you know, that's a rivalry game. So that Drew's got to be there from the whole team. Yeah, Byron, what's that like, man, being on the corner like that, being on the island? Like, we're in an era right now where there's never been more – dominant wide receivers. I mean, guys who run routes, guys who are physical, guys who can do everything. What's it like now in this day and age being on an island in the NFL? You know, it just shows what type of player you are. Uh, what player you are so you know me personally playing nickel and playing outside you know that's the best thing for me I'm getting work from slots I'm getting work from the uh, outside receivers as well but mostly important I just want to show everybody I could, uh, I could be on that island and like I said I'm one of the best in this league so I just had to show and prove everybody what I'm you know what type of player I am as well and then how, how important is it to you to show that kind of versatility that you can do whatever they need you to do whatever they ask you to do that if you need to move you can uh, definitely, you know it's a team game. You got to, you know, it's all eleven on the field. We got to all got to do our job. So if they put me inside or outside, you know, I'm willing to do both. Uh, and obviously, like I said, stick to the game plan uh, and play my role in the defense. Byron, one last thing I want to ask you. I mentioned a hostile environment. There was a really weird moment at the end of the game, and I mentioned this because there was a police investigation. When Kyler went into the stands to celebrate, a fan appeared to smack him with an open hand. Have you seen the video? And what do you think? And I asked because police were said to be investigating that. Uh, yeah, I've seen the video. I'm glad I wasn't right there because I, I don't know what I would have did. You know, that's my quarterback. I'm going to protect anybody on my team. But uh, looking at the video, it kind of was weird. I don't know why he would do something like that. Um, you obviously don't know the reasoning behind it. I don't know if he was trying to hit his shoulder pads or what he was trying to do. But it was obviously hit him right in the face. So, you know, to that guy, that wasn't a good look for him as well. But, you know, that's the type of thing we can't really, you know, take control of. But we're definitely looking at that video still to this day. Yeah, no, I appreciate what you said about that. That is your quarterback, and I have no idea why somebody would do that other than they went brain dead. I mean, that, that, 
That goes exactly. without saying. Luckily, there is tape, and they're trying to find that guy right now. Byron Murphy Jr., my guest, had that huge, huge play. Arizona with an amazing comeback. And next up, they've got the Rams. Byron, really good to have you back on the show. Always good to talk to you. Thanks so much for doing that. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Good night now!